0: Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey.
1: Hi ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. We're glad you're joining us today. It has been a hot week. I'm not sure how your summer's going, but it's definitely summer. So I'm excited to get to spend a little bit of time with you guys today. Today I want to introduce you to somebody that I'm getting to know this summer. Um, Her name is Miss Sydney Richards. Hi Sydney. Hi. We're glad you're with us. Sydney, I know her mom a little bit. Some of you guys know her mom, Miss Amy Richards, who's on staff at Tabernacle. A lot of you got to know her through Priority and she's been a former guest on our podcast but sydney is her youngest daughter and sydney is actually interning with our team this summer here at um, ibsa and i asked if i could host her on this podcast because i want to learn from her and i thought we could just learn together so sydney uh, you gave me permission to ask questions are we ready It's ready, awesome, typically, I start these Sydney our audiences, women just like us. We say we're ordinary women, but we serve this extraordinary God, kinda of like when we can tell our stories. it just lets people maybe see a part of a story that they can see God maybe doing something similar in their life, or more important, it reminds us the church, right? It encourages us that we're not the only ones in the game, and people are doing things. So, typically, I ask people tell us a little bit about yourself, so I'm going to ask you that question, but I want to just sort of set the stage a little bit of things I think I know about you, mm-hmm. and then we're going to let you fill in. You just had your eighteenth birthday I did right yeah. that's a big deal. You just graduated from high school, yeah we'll be going to Boyce College in the fall, which ladies that's that's louisville that's southern that's the undergrad school right mm-hmm. for the for the seminary, mm-hmm. so you'll be heading off south yeah. to Louisville studying leadership. Yeah. Okay, that excites me. I know you had a job this summer working at um, a popcorn and ice yeah. cream place. What else? Tell us other things about Sydney that, that they would want to know, just to kind of set the stage.
0: Um, see, that question, it's always, you know, you get asked it and then you forget everything goes right over your head. <laughs> I mean, just basic day-to-day things I do, spend a lot of time with family and friends. And I think most people can say that, uh-huh. but it's true. And watching movies, I'm a
1: big movie, big movie gal. Let me ask you something, Sydney. Now, you finished high school coming through the pandemic. So yeah. that would have been your junior, senior year? Well,
0: that was my sophomore. Okay. So it was the middle of my sophomore year, and then pretty much it got way better senior year. Okay. But it was sophomore, junior year. Okay.
1: So definitely the majority of your high school Yeah. Life was impacted by a pandemic. Pretty much. Okay. Did you know you were going to be going to college? I mean, has that always been part of your dream? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, I never had – I know some people like, oh, I hate school and I can't. I'm not going to college because, you know, school just sucks. Well, I never had, like, a hatred for school. I did always enjoy it. It challenged me somewhat. And so I uh, I never had a problem, so I knew I was going to go to college for the
1: further my learning. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did you always know you were going to lean into leadership? Because I want you to unpack that a little bit because – I think you've shared you have a call on your life, you know god's got a call on your life something that's ministry related, and I'm really interested in that because of you being eighteen a lot of times we especially women, we think ministry means it has to have a dollar sign on it. We have to be on staff at a church or something, and me, ministry is anywhere God plants us right to be purposeful, so I want you to unpack that a little bit of uh, what that What does your journey with God look like as you're going off to college? Why leadership and how do you sense him direct and how did you pick your school?
0: Well, it was the beginning of my senior year and I was praying about it because I knew college was coming up. I kind of had to make a decision and I hadn't thought about colleges that much and I had some kind of lined up that I wanted to look at, but there was still no, like 100% of what I wanted to do. My options that I thought Were a possibility for me was being a teacher. That was it for a long time. And partially because everyone would tell me, oh, you're so good with kids. And I did. I loved kids. er, Love. I love Uh kids. And just playing with them and doing all that. But the idea always seemed a little like, oh, like I'm going to have to teach them colors and how to do math. Like that aspect of it I didn't like. Uh Uh-huh. And so I prayed about it and prayed about it and prayed about it. And, I mean, every time, okay, it was teacher, children's minister, or, like, missionary, like, work or ministry work, something in that category. And we were at camp junior year summer. I'd been thinking about it and it had been on my mind a lot. And the whole sermon was about being called into ministry and I've been praying about it a lot up to that point point. Mm-hmm. and then my youth pastor he kind of took us in afterwards and said if you can do anything else other than ministry like if it's something that you want to do other than it like you might not be called into that and for me like there was no inkling of that and so I just like all the things that I've lined up and the things that has happened, I was like, Oh, like this is God like telling me things and mm-hmm. pointing mm-hmm. me here and, you know, bringing me to this camp to hear that sermon and hear Pastor Chris say that. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot. Originally I did figure on um, ministry I wanted to do children's ministry and do that and kind of mission work through that and go to orphanages mm-hmm. specifically. Sure. Um, I don't know and just help out in those areas. And I still want to do that i think but i've been moved a little more towards the christian leadership sure and so that's what i'm going to college to study and i'm still open to the possibility of like that changing or getting more specific i i love that part and i've
1: got a follow-up question for you but when you of course i'm passionate about leadership development and i think sometimes that that just seems so black white like such a thing And we talk leadership a lot And we never see results I'm all about How do we get the ball down the court You know actually lead somewhere So the fact that you're interning with us This summer in the growth team We're going to be intentional Ladies one of the things Sydney and I are doing Is we're walking through a book A lot of you guys participate in the cohort On how to lead when we're not in charge And so we're going to be walking through that That book together But leadership is such a general area And the fact that you're going to a Christian school That's going to endorse That it's going to let you Whatever you go into in ministry It's going to give you The credibility, the credentials, some training, I guess is what I'm trying to say to, to get you there. But I have, I have a basic question. Your age group really has me intrigued right now because I think sometimes we look at the culture and we think, oh my goodness, how are you guys even navigating it? And I still look at the culture that gets more and more complicated and think there's such an, people are so hungry for hope and there's so many opportunities to meet them with hope. But at the same time, We don't know what we're looking for if somebody doesn't help us connect the dots. So I guess my question back to you is, how hard is it for an 18 year old, you know, the, the 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 ones that are still in school, to make those decisions now about what their next steps are? Is that active conversation going through their head? Or, you know, does that make sense? What I'm saying, is there still a lot of people doing traditional college route? Do you find that, especially since the pandemic, that people are just kind of over school, you know, and just ready to get out and get done? I'm just trying to say, what what has been your experience with your with your colleagues, you know, your fellow classmates, um, even these last two to three years of school? Give us a clear picture. What's on on their radar?
0: Well, I think still most of them are going to go to college, but I think more so for the partying aspect of college. My best friend, she is working. Like, she just got a bank job. She's a uh-huh. bank lady now, and she she's good with that and her I think the mindset now is like if I want to go to school, like I
1: still have that opportunity to do that in the future so okay so maybe not as many jumping right into that which yeah i think that's kind of wise because yeah. so many people jump in and they think oh this isn't for me and it's really not that it's not for them it just may not be the right timing mm-hmm. and again my subjective view i think so many people's tired coming out of the pandemic school has been hard school yeah. has been taxing that some of them probably just want a, a break from it but i don't know that just subjective on just subjective on my part Okay. If I can unpack a little bit of your story. Okay. Some of the the ladies have have met your mom and you've walked through some hard life the last couple of years. And what I love, though, is as I'm getting to know you, it's part of your story, but you didn't get, I'm going to use this word loose. You're not stuck there. You're not stuck there. I see a young woman, a young woman, not a girl. That's embracing God and what He has and you're being intentional to embrace life and take the next step forward. So if you're comfortable, if you can unpack a little bit of your story and your family story if you can over the last couple three years and then maybe share about how it's been for you to walk through that journey and get to where you're at right now.
0: Yeah, so my dad died like about, it'll be two years um, later this month. I mean, it's definitely hard at different times. And so right after it happened, my sister, like three weeks later, she went to college. So it just been, and mom says this, but she's like in a span of a month, basically, it went from four people in the house to like, too. And so it was a big change. The experience was different for all of us. And I don't think we've even all unpacked that together yet. I don't know if we've all been ready for that. Yeah. For me, definitely at first, I ignored it definitely mm. for months. I'm a person that adapts to change well. Like, I don't know why, but I just do really well. And, you know, if one day this happens and the next day it doesn't, I I can flow with it. So that kind of, it's a good trait to have, but in certain circumstances it isn't. So, like, this circumstance, me adapting to change, good in a sense, but I also never dealt with it. I just kind of did ignore it for a while and, honestly, probably a year. But for that year of time that I didn't deal with anything spiritually, cruise control. I was not, I was in the backseat, like, I was probably in the trunk. Like, I didn't really do anything. Um, I mean, and I read my Bible. Um, but I wasn't getting anything out of it mm-hmm. at all. And I don't know, it just kind of got, I don't want to say it got worse. It just kind of stayed steady for a year. And this, okay, the relationship and grieving part I came out of it, and I'm being way better at that. And I'm, I'm pretty good now, you know? And it's like, yeah, it happened, but. You know, I know where my dad is. I know. And mom's made it easier, for sure. But fiercely, I probably haven't been growing. And I didn't realize it until a few months ago or a month ago. So that aspect of it, I'm still coming out, like, now. And I'm trying to be more
1: intentional. And What does that look like, intentional? We talk a lot about... How are we being a disciple who makes disciples? So what does what does that look like for 18 year old city yeah. that's walked through this hard season of life to be intentional?
0: Well, I mean, my mom's a great role model, mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing what she does and observing it it's a good help. I loved reading my Bible, but like it would never sink in okay. and really stay with me for a long time. Okay. So I was just kind of reading it. It was kind of checklist. for a while. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my faith because of that was definitely a roller coaster.
1: That's good. Sydney, I want to ask what it's like for students, because you describe your experience, but I think you just give us a glimpse in when you said you were just doing a checklist or, but even the tone of your voice when you said that makes me think, do our students sometimes check out there with that, if it's considered homework or I don't want to put words in your mouth, but my antennas went up when you said that because I'm hearing somebody saying, no, I want a relationship. Will somebody take me by the hand and walk me through this? Okay. Yeah. Maybe what God's word says, but will somebody show me that? But would you also share your life a little bit with me so I can see what that looks like actually played out in somebody's life? And I think I'm intrigued by that because I'm wondering if that's a connection opportunity that is so simple, but we're missing it. In our churches, as far as connect, or even in our families, connecting with connecting with your generation.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes the way that church is presented and in a relationship with Jesus is presented. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna say specifically in youth group, just because you have uh, sixth graders in there up to twelfth grade, right. and that's you know yours coming out of grade school, and I'm about to go to college. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the age range that you have, and there's definitely difficulty in that. But I think as you age, topics should get more deep than that. And sometimes I've seen that they don't. And even when you're younger, even when I was young high school, I could have taken deeper things. But sometimes I don't think adult and leaders think that we can process it okay. all the way. Like, listen to this. You know, I read my Bible for how many times have I read the Adam and Eve story? countless mm-hmm. and i always thought the tree of life and then the tree of knowledge and good and evil were just the same because i've never been taught there was two trees i would only even taught you know my whole life but there was one and i don't know if that was just a miscommunication mm-hmm. but it's kind of like how am i just now finding this out mm-hmm. and just things like that about the mm-hmm. bible i think it is easy to water
1: it down mm. You're not the first person I've heard that from of your age group, but also what some of the people that I would say are experts working with students are are telling us is that what you just said, quit entertaining us and quit thinking that we don't have brains and can't use them because the world's, and again, I think we react, my age group, we react sometimes to the culture thinking it's getting so much darker and so much complicated. And it is, Mm -hmm. but I think we react to it where you, your generation's not reacting Because it's all you've known. Yeah. It's not a huge change. It's just what you know. And I love what you said before that change has always been fairly easy to you. From a leadership perspective, you'll learn you'll learn about that girl when you go to school. That's some of your strengths and the way God wired you coming. But you just described what a lot of times when I lead leadership cohorts, I'll say that there's a time that your strengths can be your weaknesses. You just described a season in life and you'll be able to get theory to put with that as you go to school. Your strengths that makes you so easily to navigate life almost played against you as an enemy walking through the grief because you got to deal with the grief if you got to deal with the loss, but the way the way you tick, which is a really good thing it under conflict. Mm -hmm. It presents a whole different way and it can get you to disguise something that needs to be dealt with or it can just fester. And ladies, here's a commercial because, you know, I'm big on the leadership cohorts and what we do with leadership training. Oftentimes we teach spiritual gifts, but we don't take the time to say, what does that spiritual gift look like under conflict? And conflict just means stress. When there's a when there's a stressor that comes in there, and when we can know that, we can be so much more proactive. That's why sometimes I say Sydney, the church may look like it's chaotic. We got a lot of spiritual gifts, and sometimes the church don't even know what their spiritual gifts are that God's brought them. But you add stressors, and the church has been under a lot of stressors the last couple three years. You may that's conflict. You've got people that their spiritual gifts that may not even know what their spiritual gifts are, but they're almost working against them, that can make things seem a little chaotic. And I'm thinking, man, just with a little bit of insight, a little bit of training – that could make sense where those pieces could start to settle a little bit just like you're saying I've dealt with some of that grief now because you realized it was a little passive how do I you know how do I lean into it but back but back when I think of the students we hear that that don't entertain us I literally was talking to a young girl she's 17 no 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 she's 16 she shared this this gentleman's name and she says you know he was good but I almost he was she said there was a time and this was her words he almost appeared like he was more concerned about being funny than can you just tell me the truth can we just can we just spend some time in the scripture so i literally heard her saying kind of what you're saying and what experts are saying and i think that's important for us to hear from your perspective because i think a lot of times we need leaders we need adults working with with the students but i think a lot of times the adults were intimidated Mm -hmm. thinking that we're not going to have the answers or we're not going to have what they need and what i'm hearing you say is we just want somebody to invest in us, somebody to show up, somebody to just go through the Scripture with us. Let's just study God's Word together. You don't have to have all the answers. Am I missing that, or is that what you're what you're seeing from your experience?
0: I mean, pretty much. I think there does need to be a good balance, though.
1: Okay. Because
0: we're still kids. We love to have fun. Uh-huh. So there definitely needs to be an aspect of that. But it's just like let's get down to it at some point, uh-huh. you know.
1: How hard is it to be a student right now?
0: I mean, topics are tough.
1: Now with the Roe
0: versus Wade, and and it gets confusing too, because it's kind of like like you understand this side of things because everybody says it, you know, everybody at school thinks this way, and then everybody at church thinks this way, so it does make it a little difficult mm-hmm. to try to mm-hmm. navigate those waters. And it's easy to stray from God, I think, as a student in our culture because the culture is very prevalent, and especially on social media. Like, my feeds, mm-hmm. I'll scroll, and it's just crazy, you know? I've had to unfollow so many people
1: and pages. I keep going back to the word relational. Jesus was always relational. You know, he would take the time to build relationship, and then he would speak into somebody's heart, right? He would meet needs, and he would speak truth. And when you just said that, I'm thinking it's relational. Mm-hmm. You know, the students are relational. There's, so what I mean by that is... It may be a topic that's being discussed, but in their mind, that topic, there's a person that they know at the end of that. Does that make sense? It's like, no, 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 this is a real person. This is my friend who may happen to believe this or practice this or whatever. So it's, and they may not have a relationship with Jesus. They may not know truth. They may not know truth, but even if they did know truth, it's not just two sides of the same coin. It's a real person. It's like, no, there's somebody I care about that shares this practice and i would think that that could make it harder to stand or complicate the waters more but it's exactly what jesus tells us to do from an evangelism standpoint to make its relational evangelism build the relationships and i think I go, I, I'm, I'm really hearing you right now, Sydney. I think it's important for us to open up the, to have the balance, but open up and have hard conversations. But it can't be all hard conversations. Let God's Word be what we're studying and let the conversations come up naturally. What questions might have somebody come based on what we're studying or how it plays over into, into culture. All right, Miss Sydney. Well, we're winding down on time, and um, I told her, ladies, when she started, I said, Sydney, I want to do a podcast with you right out of the gate before we spend too much time together this summer, because I, I want to kind of grab where you're at so I can so I can learn, and and we're definitely going to be doing some leadership development things here this summer and she's going to be helping us um especially with awesome she's mm-hmm. as, as our good we're excited i yeah. want those ideas because that's the generation we're talking about but it's also for our leaders to let them come in and you know and get some leadership development to work with you know to work with that age group but all right if you're giving the carmen's out there just a piece of advice sydney to walk with an 18 year old in their church right now or a 17 year old or a 16 year old what piece of advice would you give us I think just
0: if you have a relationship with a younger girl and it is mentoring or friends or something, anything, just kind of listen and hear them out sometimes. I mean, it's happened to me a few times and I've seen it happen, but, and I understand it. But when the parent agrees with the parent or the, you know, the lady agrees with the lady, like listen to Listen to the younger girls.
1: That's good. In other words, see them. See them. Make, and make sure they know they've been heard. Yes, Authentically especially. Heard. That's good. That's good. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good tip for us. That's a good tip for us. Ladies, I'm writing that one down. Um, I've heard a good quote today. I was sharing with Sydney and the team here before we come in to record this podcast. Um, I don't remember the quote now, but it was really good. And I just went to that, but don't, don't, what was it? Don't limit, don't limit ourselves to known solutions. In other words, God wants to bring us exceedingly and abundantly more. We'll not bring, we'll not get the solutions God's wanting us to see if we're not willing to listen. And until somebody feels like they're authentically heard, that means they don't feel valued. They don't feel like they're taken serious. And those solutions that God's going to bring us are going to come through all of us. You know, in the work life, I always say, go ask the people closest to the work because they know what the problems are. It's just sometimes people at the top aren't listening. They're not asking the right questions. And you just said that in so many words. Listen to you. You're the one that's living this culture. It's not as scary to you. It's not as complicated to you because it's all you've ever known. Um, so don't make mountains out of molehills. But at the same time, there are some mountains out there. And I take this back to Evangelism City because there's so many people just hungry for hope. And that's our job to be light and connect them to hope. But they're never going to hear what we have to offer if they don't feel like we authentically see them. And so that that's a good word. That's a good word. All right. So thank you, Sydney, for letting me interview you today. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, I bet it has. <laughs> I don't, seriously, this is good. This is good. And, ladies, I want to thank you for joining us. And this is the reminder that we give every week. If you're not connected and following us, please follow us. You can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. Or check us out on our webpage for resources at ibsa.org backslash women. I hope that that you got just a tip or two, you know, from Miss Sydney that might help you. I, I'm excited for what God is allowing me to learn. Always with interns, I end up... My- much stronger than, than, and I think more productive in the work than what it was before I met that person. So Sydney, I'm excited about the rest of this summer with you and continuing conversations like these that aren't being recorded, just letting me, just letting me learn. So thank you. Um, And ladies, we want to tell you or ask you, you know, we, we hope for you that you have a good rest of your Friday, have a blessed Sabbath and we'll see you back here next week on the priority now podcast. You've been
0: listening to the Priority Now podcast with host, Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.